Hey, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Next, I want to look at the difference between striving and thriving. Did you know that the word strive actually means battle, conflict, strenuous effort? And yet we've been using it as a moniker of success for decades. And I want to show you why I think that is and the difference between striving and thriving. So as we looked at in business as human, the needs are very different. The business needs to control, measure, and optimize. We as humans, our needs are personal, emotional, and social. And the more that we believed and behaved that we should control, measure, and optimize our personal lives, in order to be successful, we got this idea of striving. But I believe it goes way, way back before we were going to work. I want to take a look at where I believe that this striving started. So again, striving is about competition and rivalry and strenuous effort. I believe that when we made the shift from an agricultural society into an industrial one was the start of striving. In the agricultural age, farms were actually created to share a food source so that it could be more reliable. So the intent was if we work together we can have better results. We can have more sustainable results. We are helping and serving one another, human to human, which was very much in align with our human needs that are personal, emotional, and social. And so in the farming community, everybody knew how their part of the work mattered to other humans. Well, when the industrialists came along, they said, hey, y'all, I know you're working hard. But I think we have a better idea. I think if we move the source of our economy into machining and factories, we can have a much greater economic outcome. And lo and behold, it worked. But here are some of the unintended consequences when we went from farm to factory. In the factory, the work is separated into pieces, parts, and departments so that you can control, measure, and optimize each of the smaller pieces with the understanding that when you put it back together, it would be more effective. And that is true. And in fact, that's the way that business is still structured today, whether it is a machine factory environment or whether it's a large corporate office. You've got your org organizational chart and all the little boxes represent the breakdown to control, measure, and optimize. Now, what happened in the shift from farm to factory is we lost some of that human connection to our work. If you didn't show up in a farming community, there were great consequences. People didn't eat. People might have died. You, you knew your part, whether it was you were the one making the clothes or growing the herbs for medicine or taking care of the livestock. You knew that your work mattered to others. If you didn't show up in a factory, you didn't get paid. But there wasn't as much of a 
understanding of how your work mattered to other humans in the greater context of things. And so we lost a part of that human connection and went more into an individualized money first mindset. Well, lo and behold, because the factory model worked so well, the industrialist said, you know, it's really taking too long to get these kids through this one room schoolhouse experience. We need them to get to work and we need them to get to work faster. So they said, why don't we just make school look like work? And so the factory model of education was created. So in the agricultural community, it was children of various ages, working and learning together, teaching each other about things that mattered to the community. There was context for the education. Now in our education model, everything is broken down into grades so that it can be controlled, measured, and optimized. And it is your individual grades, GPA that is top of mind all the time. In fact, helping is cheating. And so in our most formative years, we abandoned many of the needs that we had as humans for personal, emotional, and social. We all of a sudden were in an environment where we had left the safety and security of our homes where we were very much treated personally, emotionally. In fact, <laughs> we we probably got cheered and applauded for things like, don't pee pee on the potty. <laughs> Every little thing that we did was, yay, this is great. And then we got to school and we were told to sit still, be quiet, only speak when it's your turn to speak walk in straight lines, eat at a certain time, pay, pay attention for long periods of time. And all of a sudden, our uniqueness didn't matter so much. In fact, many times it was very inconvenient, especially if you were the one that loved to talk and interact and be in community. There was no place for that. It made things inefficient for the classroom. And so in our most formative years, we started to abandon our very own human needs. And then when we got to work, everybody said, work together, innovate, be creative. But we were waiting for somebody to give us the syllabus or tell us what to do. And so I believe that this shift from the agricultural age to the industrial age is what stripped away our understanding to pay attention to our human needs first. And that our human needs are actually the key to growing and growing our business, which was where we get thriving. The word thrive means to grow, prosper, and flourish. It is a very natural part of our humanity. In fact, every day when we wake up, our brain has one job. It's to make sure we survive and thrive. Striving was never meant to be a part of the deal. Striving was born in the factory. And so in order to thrive, we need to 
move out of that striving mindset that says control, measure, optimize our human lives and says, no, I'm going to take care of myself, my personal needs, my emotional needs, and my social needs. And then I'm going to bring myself healed, healthy, and whole, ready to go to work where the construct of the business is to control, measure, and optimize. Growing slash thriving is the same thing. Grow, prosper, flourish. Growing is a natural part of our humanity, just like nature. You don't go out to your lawn and shout for it to grow faster. It just grows. As do we. We're always growing. We're learning from our experiences. We can be intentional about our growth by learning and taking on new information. But growing is a natural part of our humanity. We don't have to go out there and find the answers. Many of the answers are within us. Prosper. It's great to be able to fund and and fuel the things that we want in our lives. Making money is a great thing. And flourish means when the stem of a flower reaches up towards the sun and its roots down through the soil. We, like nature, create the conditions for growth prosperity, flourishing, thriving. It's up to us to honor our human needs so that we can create the conditions for that kind of growth that leads to thriving. So there's the difference between striving and thriving. 